This episode of After the Whistle contains profanity. Listener discretion advised. Please enjoy. Well, I think it's episode 255. I know this. I forgot to mention it yesterday. But either way, somewhere up there. What's happening, Vanner? Playoffs. I think first time in, in months we don't have to talk about the Sabres are still in it because... Well, they're not one of the teams who are in it. <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll talk about them at some point today, though. I don't think we can ignore them forever because of the season they just had. But I can tell you this. Of all the series that I picked in the playoffs this year, all four of game ones lost last night for me. <laughs> so I'm off to a great prediction start here. Yeah, I got like, one guy. I, I've got okay. one guy that I want to talk about a little bit later on. I don't want to talk about him right now. Um We'll we'll get to him as we kind of move on to to one of the series. I just want to. It's when you think about this this player. I'm not going to mention his name. Connor McDavid, Leon Draisaitl. When I think of this player, he Tyler just Bertuzzi. Had, he had David Pasternak, <laughs> Matthew Kachuk, an incredible year. And I'm going to tell you this: I don't think his team would have made the playoffs if it weren't for him Matthew Kachuk and we'll talk about him once we get to that series sounds like it's Matthew Kachuk but I'll Let's tell talk you this about the Boston Florida series okay hey Thomas yeah. I picked Florida to win I heard you yeah that's just stupid oh no oh whoa 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 <laughs> whoa Thomas totally like, acceptable can you not just have my own opinion here I really think they're, they're gonna win like holy <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, he's ahead, entitled Tom. to his Go opinion. Ahead. Oh, fuck. Come on. It's just a stupid one. <laughs> it's not a stupid one. Florida beat them twice last year. Uh, Thomas, uh, they, they only lost uh, 12 games, and Florida beat them twice. Oh, no. my God. I that I ruffled some feathers yesterday with old Andy. You should have seen him on the other side. If people could watch us, if we had the <laughs> video back up, people would have died. He... If he, if I would have been in his house and we would have been doing this live, me sitting on the other side of his couch, I guarantee you he would have mauled me like a grizzly bear. That's how <laughs> pissed off he was. Absolutely false. I don't get that emotional about hockey anymore. Yeah, same. Okay. Here. So, I think yesterday, yesterday was the chance. Well, I think for Florida game one, I think Boston did not look good. They looked like. You know, I guess as the broadcast was saying, there's a bunch of guys, there's a flu bug going around, and it kind of sure looked like it. How do you, how do you, how do you beat this team, Banner? How do you beat, how do you beat a team that, I mean, you're talking like they dominated the game? Well, no, that's what I'm saying. I think they, they had two, shit, well they had two shit goals scored on them, Craig. It's a one one game. You know, bud, Marshawn, Venus Allmark wasn't even supposed to play. They have guys that are the flu bug has gone through the entire team. One of their t top players, one of the best playoff players did not play in a game. Now, Vanner, you understand when you have Patrice Bergeron that does not play in the first game of the playoffs, how sick do you think this guy has to be? He's sick. Or is he hurt because he got hurt in that last game and he left and they said it's precautionary that he won't come back and play the rest of the game. So are they just calling it an illness so he's not targeted? 
or is he actually hurt? I believe he's injured. Oh, okay. Yeah, because if he's that sick, why is he hanging around the room, right? I mean, there's clips of, of him walking into it, hanging out in the locker room. I think if you're that sick, you're you're you maybe come to the rink, see if you can, you know, get an IV, go for warm ups, and then be like, all right, I'm gonna get the hell out of here and rest up. But so I do believe with him, it's an illness or an illness and injury. Anyways, I think Boston did not play. I mean, they played their C minus game, maybe a, a D game, and they still won three one. So I mean, once they crank it up and 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 play their style of game, they're gonna be tough to beat. And they just don't have the same horses, I I think. Well, like when you so have Eric Stahl I, playing, fine, 19 I took minutes the underdog. Fuck, big deal. No, I, I Florida is 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 they don't have a chance. They don't have the depth. They don't have. Well, they don't. They don't have nearly enough skill to beat a team like Boston, in my opinion. But I think starting in the second round, I think Boston can definitely lose. <clears throat> Whether that's Toronto or Tampa, yep, I think. They can, you know, I think they'll be a favorite going in, a heavy favorite, but they can definitely lose to to one of those two teams, I believe. Uh, anyway, listen, I mean, Boston can lose to um, New Jersey. They can lose to the Rangers. They can lose to Carolina. They can lose to Tampa. They can lose to Toronto. Mm-hmm. But I think in a seven-game series, man, is it going to be really tough. Unless you have one of their elite players go down due to injury, and then maybe another player have an off-series. Like if Pasternak goes down or a, or a Marchand goes down, that's when teams will have an open opportunity. But they're just too deep. I mean, they're, they're third line. It's as as good as most people's second and and sometimes first lines. Like I mean, they're just so well structured in the way that they played. And last night they didn't play well at all, but they weren't tested. Did you did you see any emotion in the game whatsoever? It's like you did. What what do you normally see in a playoff series? The one thing that you're a constant is watching Brad Marchand try to get under the skin of the opposing team and. Yesterday looked like it was like a walk in a park. There's no pushback from Florida whatsoever because I just don't think they're anywhere close, anywhere close to the Boston Bruins. Okay. Well, then I guess that series is over. So, so Vanner, you said you wanted to stay in the East. Is there a series that you have your eye on the most? Is it Toronto, Tampa Bay? I know you. Well, no, I mean, I was just talking about the games last night. I thought the only thing that's, Looking at the schedule where the NHL really pissed me off is the the two series that I want to watch the most is Toronto, Tampa, and Jersey, and uh, the Rangers, and they put them on the same night. Like, and then yesterday, those are the two series, like the Boston, Florida, and Carolina Islanders. We all know, kind of not the most fun to watch, in my opinion. They put those on the same night. It's like I wish they would have flip flop one of those games. To, I, to I think Carolina. You watch the Carolina game at all? Uh, I did. I mean, I was flip flopping, but uh, I think Carolina we all knew special, going in that the Carolina team is fun to watch. But the way the Islanders play is just a snooze fest. Yeah, they don't yeah, create they, much. They don't. They don't do much at all. So, can the Islanders win that series? I don't think so. I don't think they create enough. It, it's it, it, it. The Islanders. Um, 
are going to be that team that tries to capitalize on other teams' mishaps and mistakes. And if they do not get the scoring out of a guy like uh, Matthew Barzell and Bo Horvat, which created very little last night, as far as I'm concerned, and they played a lot of minutes. Okay. The, you know, the Islanders are going to run their top guys. The Islanders, if you remember the way this team plays is they're very gritty. They try to get you off their game. You have the Matt Martins, you have the uh, Sezikis, you have uh, who's the other um, Clutterbuck. Clutterbuck who is going to try and get physical and nasty and get you off your game, which will, will allow the Palmieri, the Lee, the, the Nelson an opportunity to try and score some goals right now. They, j- I just don't think that they have enough offense to penetrate Carolina, who is, who's one of the best, most structured teams in the league. And here's the crazy thing about it. They are very good defensively, but when they strip the puck they're they have to be one of the fastest transition teams in the league. It's insane how hard they are on pucks and how quick they are. But you just so, named you just named six forwards who, in my opinion, are, are really really good forwards in this league from the Islanders. I just yep. think the way that their structure is just all about you know above the puck and 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 always on the defensive side. Like it's just the Islander system that you know it's. I don't know if that's coming from Lou from the old Jersey days, and that's you know system worked back in the day. That's that's what he's trying to do again. But I think. Those six forwards, the Barzell, the Nelsons, the Lee, uh, Palmieri, who, uh, Horvat. I mean, you got to let them play and let create. And I think they, they, they don't. And if they don't, if they don't let those guys play their game and then was that play a more skill game, they, they have no chance. But when we talk about some of the offense from the Islanders, okay, I named six guys. But when, when you think of a guy like Palmieri, a guy like Lee, okay. Um, even Bo Horvat, I don't look at these guys and think of these guys as speedsters, as transition guys that are just going to be flying. They're, they're a lot slower hockey team. They're, this is not a fast hockey team. Hudson Fashing is in there. Um, Onval, the big kid, uh, that, uh, got traded from, from Toronto, big kid, good skater, but maybe a little bit more of a perimeter guy even though he's a massive guy, like it just seems like Matt Martin is not fast. Well, no, Um, that that line, that the the Martin, Sazika's Clutterbuck line is exactly what you want him to be. Right. But, but those guys, you mentioned the Lees, the Nelsons, the, the Horvats. Yeah. They're not the fastest guy, but those guys need to hold on to pucks. Right. You know, you don't, you don't, I I feel like in the, in the neutral zone, they were kept dumping it in. I'm like, you're not going to get there. You got to play, hold the puck, right. Carry it in, cut back, Hit the late guy, and it's it's just it, it just seemed like they were getting it in and chasing the game. And with with Carolina, you can't because those six defensemen can all skate. You, if you're gonna dump that puck, you're not gonna get it. Maybe one out of ten times you'll get that puck back. So I mean that 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 series. I, I mean I have Carolina just because just because of the sheer matchup. I think next round, I think Carolina might be in trouble because they're going to miss the patch already and the Svechnikov, but against the Islanders, I think they'll be fine. Did you see the Dumba hit on Kowalski in the Wild Stars game? Yeah. Jesus, that's the last thing Pavelski needs, man. 
Isn't he the guy that got flipped up on his head a few years ago against Vegas? Yes. Yeah. 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 He was bleeding out of his ear, wasn't he? Yeah, it was that that Cody Eakin hit, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 I mean, at first, at first thought, I'm like, wow, that looked really late and really high. But then the more replays I saw, I'm like, it was actually a pretty clean hit. Was it a tad late? I think it was late. But as far as the hit, I, I think the hit was actually a pretty darn good hit. It's just that the Pavelski unfortunately hit his head on the ice. That's what really did the damage. With where the game's going and a new style of hockey that whether we like it or not, why are these hits still relevant in today's game? Well, I, because a hit like that can change the game, can change the series, right? I mean, what 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 don't you like about it, to be honest? To me, it's I, I put it more on Pavelski, and I think he's got to be aware. I think the reason he wasn't really aware, because those hits don't typically happen by the goal line, right? If he's at the hash marks and he kind of shoots that backhander, I think it was, I think he's kind of still looking around as someone coming, you remember a few weeks ago, Tavares got hit by 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 Mizey, but that was it's a similar hit, right? Tyler Myers. Yep. He he kind of shot it in the slot, and and Tyler came across and absolutely blew him up. And I just didn't think Fabelski was ready or expected to get hit. But I, like I said, at first at, at first looking at it live, I thought it was really high and late. But once you slow it down, it really wasn't. It wasn't a bad hit. It wasn't overly late. I think a two minute call was probably It's not a it's not a headshot. No. It is it is um right into the shoulder of Pavelski. Pavelski is on his backhand when he's driving wide, throws it to the front of the net, and there's about a one one thousand, not even a maybe a two one thousand before Pavelski gets hit. It's it's I mean, who is this on? Is this on Dumba not making not making the hit? Or is this on Pavelski protecting himself after he gets rid of the puck? I think it's on the rule I, book, gentlemen. I, I, no, it's well, what's not. The, what's the rule book? Tell me what the, the rule, rule book, book was is. two minutes. What's the rule book, Petey? I'm not saying the current rule book. I'm saying that the rule book needs to be changed. Oh. That's that's and, and and that's not a conversation okay. I know you guys want to get into, Craig. I I know that you hate that discussion. I'm just no. I'm just chalking this up as another example of a hit that you can use to say, "Why the fuck are we doing this?" I just didn't. I thought he was. I can tell you exactly what he thought. I, he was low on the goal line. He put it on net, and he just didn't think someone was cutting across to go and hit him, and he wasn't ready for it because if he's ready for it. He just falls down normal and gets up in place. But because he wasn't ready for it, you know, his body flies and uh, he's got kind of loses control and his head hits the ice heart. If he's ready for it, his he just takes that hit and spins around yeah. and plays on. Dumba's in a strong position. He's skating backwards. He lunges in a powerful position where mm -hmm. Pavelski, think about it, Vanner, when you're a right-handed shot and you make that pass, once you make that pass, okay, now you're kind of in that vulnerable position for a couple seconds, right? Where you don't, you're not in a power position. Your legs are not even um, in a strong position. Dumba got the, got the best out of him. I mean, you got to be aware of those things.
I remember I did this all the time. I mean, looking at the lineup, I'm like, who who is who's playing D, right? You gotta be aware. If I look at the Minnesota Wild, well, a, a Jared Spurgeon is not gonna make that hit. A Brock Faber who's in the lineup is not gonna make that hit. A Brodeen's not gonna make this hit. But when Dumba is on the ice, well, he's got a history of making big hits, right? So when he's even he's on the ice, that's a guy you gotta be careful with. Well, let me ask you this, Fanner. Would you like to play in the game? Um, where the one player, let's say on defense on that team is not allowed to make the hit anymore. Would you enjoy more playing in that game because you're just so protected that people can't hit you in certain situations? Would you like to play in that game? Well, I think I would like to play in today's game in general. I mean, they'll, they'll, I mean, there was one big hit really. I mean, I, I look at these guys now on that front, which was my position. I'm like, fuck, I, I wish I would love to play right now. I mean, there's a cross check here and there, but overall, those guys are scoring goals in the paint and letting them stand there. And, and you're battling, like I said, smaller guys and not not the Reves, not the Prongers, not the Hatchers and those guys, the Charas. I'm like, God, I would love to battle against these guys. So in today's game, I mean, we, we were talking about Dumba and, and most of the regular season, we we're talking about Jacob Trupa. Who's who, who hits, but uh, I would have loved to play it against if Jacob Truba is the most physical guy in the NHL. Man, I think I can make a comeback. You guys shocked that LA one? Yes. I shut it off after the first period. Like watching <laughs> watching Edmonton Oilers, I, I think, did I did I text you last night, Pete? Yeah. Or, or did I text the group last night? I'm like, Edmonton Oilers absolutely scud missile flying all over the ice. I thought the game was going to be seven nothing. So I just like shut her off and then wake up this morning and they they lose in overtime. And it's like, what? How? It's because LA LA has the offensive ability and they're just they're they're an underappreciated hockey team, I think, for for what they've done this this year. You know, the other I, I think they, have they, 47, got lucky. they have 47 wins this year, 104 points. I think they you know, we talk about stealing a game, they stole that game. Because just like you said in the first period and in the second end of third, I mean Edmonton, that that, that should have been a seven one game. Well, if anybody would want one play back, one situation back, what do you think it would be? The Last Kempe night? Goal? In, in, in the L.A. Oilers game you're talking? The LA, the L.A. Oilers game. If there's one player had one situation that he could do something better, what would it be? I don't know. I could think of a few. I'm going to go with Skinner with the last shot with 16 seconds left in the game. And he let it squeeze through his arm, which landed three inches from the ret- the goal line and Kopitar taps it in. Oh, see, I, I think that was a, that was an unbelievable cross-sized backhand pass. One timer. I think, the, I mean, that's as, 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 I don't blame Skinner on that at all. I thought it was Kempe's, I think, first goal, the backhander. 
no, that's probably the one. No, I'm back. talking the game tying goal with 16 seconds left. Right. I think that's a tough save to make. Go, I think go you got to make that save. You, you got to make that save. If he if he tucks that in, has his arm. Yeah. You know how the goaltenders. You I can still remember like goaltenders that we used to. They used to get their arms nice and tight and have their their glove out and blocker and keep things tight so nothing squeezed through their body and their arm. And that's the one situation there that if he would have made that save because everything was tight, that's in his that's in his stomach. He's he's keeping it. There's no rebound. There's no goal. They walk out of there with a win. Well, yeah, no shit. If he makes the save, they walk out. But that's I think the LA made a nice play there. I, I think they just I think they stole that game. That should have been a seven. I mean, some of the chances that McDavid had didn't convert on. Um yeah. Well let's I still let's... think Edmonton's gonna come out of that series. They just have too much firepower and they actually look like they played with a lot of grit. A lot of I mean, a lot of guys finished hits. I mean they're yeah. built for the playoffs. This is the, and the first time ever, I think I can say that in the McDavid era. Vegas Jets. Who do you like there? I like Vegas. Okay. Uh, Just convenient that Mark Stone is healthy for game one. Yeah, right. <laughs> but but again. Is the league going to have to look into something like this, or is just something? It, it, it's just a no. loophole that the teams are going to be able to expose. It's it's the Kucherov uh, move, right? Yeah. No, I mean he didn't play in the regular season, so. But could he have played in the regular season? Is the question. I'm, I'm, well, if he can play game one, I'm sure he can have played game eighty two, right? But that's. That's not something a league can fix. The only thing maybe they can fix is how much money can go on the IR, and I don't know what that number would be, right? Avalanche Kraken. Avalanche. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. Um, I think it's going to be tighter than than we expect, though, as long as the goaltending, you know, I, I assume it's Grubauer, if he can uh, <laughs> make 50 saves. <laughs> Devils Rangers, Lindy Ruff versus Chris Drury. You know, I, I I like the Devils. I think they're playing good hockey. Okay. Uh, and your favorite team, the Leafs versus Tampa Bay. I think the Leafs are a better team this year. I still think Tampa, I still give Tampa the nod. Really? I want to see them. I want to see Tampa Bay win because I want to see what happens if Toronto loses. That's I, that's just that's just my 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 feeling right now. Win or I, lose, there's gonna be changes coming, right? Because of the cap situation they're in. But again, it's I'm gonna say it again. I think they are the better team. I think they're built as long as Samsonov can continue to play like he has. And the other key is, can, you know, Nylander and, and Marner and Matthews, can they produce? Ryan O'Reilly. Ryan O'Reilly. I'm not worried about the O'Reillys, the Taveras, because they're going to play. They're pros. Not, not that Marner and those guys aren't, but 
they, they're going to chip in their points and play the same way. But I think for those offensive guys, they got to get going. And if they can get going early and feel good about themselves, I think the Leafs can probably win this in, in five, to be this honest. The only, the only series that I've made plans to watch. Right, but th- that's I am with you guys. Riff said it. That's the series I want to watch every minute. But then you know what sucks? A half an hour later, tonight the Jersey Rangers, which is going to be awesome to watch as well. So yeah. now I got two games going on that I both want to watch the most out of the first round, and they wow. put them on the same night, a half an hour apart. It just drives me nuts. They lose out in the first round. It's going to be a hit show for months. Well, Dubas is gone already, don't you think? No, not if they win. Oh, I think if if they win and he's gone a hundred percent, why would you want to go through it again in Toronto? He can go anywhere he wants after that. If they want him there, don't you think he would have had an extension by now? No, I think that's probably that's probably maybe he didn't want an extension. Like, do you not think that Kyle Dubas has actually put together a team that you feel? has the capabilities of winning? I think he's put together a good team since day one he's been there. Yeah. Like, they, they should have beat Tampa last year, in my opinion. How is that his fault? I I, I completely agree. 115 points they had last year. They, they, were, they were a team that was destined to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning, and, and they just come up short again. It's like year after year after year, but what were they missing? Like, I mean, he's he's done what he's had to do. He's gone out and picked up players, the Nick Ritchie, uh, Labushkins, uh, Kyle Clifford. He went and got. I think he went and got um, uh, Felino at the yep. deadline last year. I mean, they, he's done everything that he's needed to do to put this team over the top, but they're not getting it done. Yeah, I mean he's he's putting and then with your stars, right? I mean they they got a lot of players making over ten million. So to to fit in those pieces, that's not easy to do, and he made it work somehow. You know, even this year with the O'Reillys and Charis, I mean he added some really really strong players, like you mentioned before. So yeah. I think he has done his job perfect. Jake McCabe. Physical yeah. defender, Luke Shen. Physical defender. Even the the the, the this kid is from the uh, year. Chicago who came over with McCabe, right? That's another Lafferty. depth forward. Lafferty, Lafferty like yeah. he he is he is brought in depth on defense on forwards. The only question mark, and I've said this: if I would have been the Leafs, I would have traded for Corpusalo. That was a guy making, and the Kings. I think that the that's awesome there by picking up that Gavrikov and Corpusalo. I mean, Corpusalo is making one point three. That's the that's the goalie I would have brought in if I would have been in the Leafs system. Because you're not picking up a guy who's making five or six that you can't fit, but one point three you can fit. Right? Isn't that what he makes, Corpusalo? Yep. It's it's not much, I don't think. It's it's not it's somewhere in there. Yeah, he's he's not paid like a number one. That's for sure. Exactly, and yeah. that's now that is he on the been... last year last year of his deal? Is he going to be an unrestricted free agent after? Yes. So that's the guy for the and, Leafs. And I would have picked up because Murray, you can't trust, right? The guy's he's, he's made Salo, out of glass. One point three million dollars. He's twenty eight years old. 
Yeah. Unrestricted free agent. Guess what? They need him. L.A. needs him. L.A. needs him. L.A. needs him. And he played great last night. Yeah. That's the guy I would want to come to Buffalo next year. Well, they have Levi here. No, I know. He's got, uh, he's wearing brown sandals and a white robe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I love that kid, but he needs help. Well, do you not, like, again, Ukapakalukanen. He was pissed. 24 years old. 24 years old. 25 years old. He's coming into his prime. Had his opportunity to play his first full year in the NHL. Do you not think that this, that you should be riding this kid another year? Like how, how are you not riding this kid another year? You can, but then you don't make the playoffs again, in my opinion. What? With Lukanen and Levi as your goaltenders, two young guys don't work, in my opinion. You got to identify one, and then you got to get out a a, a solid backup who's played in the league, who can step in and play any night, and also, uh, you know, be a supporter and kind of bring the the young guy along. I don't think two young guys will work. So who's going to be your starter then? Devin Levi at age 21 is going to be the starter for the Buffalo Sabres next year. And that's, and, and that's a, that's a playoff. Hey, hey, uh, hey, hey, Van. No, uh, that's what I'm saying. A guy like Corpusalo, like he's, he's proven he's played in the playoffs. He's, he's been in the league for a long time. He can be your starter. How much are you going to have to pay Corpusalo? Depends, I guess, how this playoff run goes, right? Yeah. I mean, if well, he beats the hypothetically, Oilers, he, he's had a real good year. He's had a real good year. What if he were to um, lose out in the first round against Edmondson? Goes down restricted free agency. What what do you have to pay Corpusella right now? What's his market? Uh, I don't know. It's going to be pretty high, I think. And and I'm going to tell you this. Did they not, what did they give up? Did they not give a first round draft pick to get those two players in, in Gabrikov and, and Corpusalo? Yes. I mean, you know, you're, you're, you're trading away, uh, quick. Who is making what? 6.6 million, 6 million, something like that. 6.7. Um, they need this goaltender. Like they need Corpusello in a bad way. They're 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 gonna have to have to sign him. He comes mm-hmm. to LA, he's got a 2.13 goals against average and a save percentage of 0.921, which is very insanely good. Only played 11 games, but that type of goaltender, that's a five, six million dollar goaltender all day long. He's only 28 years old. I don't think he's going to, I mean, he's going to jump from 1.3. Like, why didn't Columbus pay him, right? Because they had the other guy. Yeah, I I don't see him making 5-6. Because Corpus, they're not going after a goalie. No, I'm not. I I, I don't think so. I don't think. LA's going to sign him. 
LA is going to sign. That's fine. Then you bring in somebody else. So you think they have to bring somebody in, Thomas? If you think, if you're going to identify Levi as going to be your guy, then you better bring in a, a veteran goalie. Not a Greg Anderson veteran goalie, uh, a goalie who's played games, who is a proven starter. So he's going to be your number one. The guy you're going to bring in is going to be your number one goaltender. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he's got to play a number one goal. I mean, how many games? Who I, I, I've never looked. I mean, Allmark, who played the most games? Is it uh, Vasilevsky? Like, I, I don't even, it's not what it used to be. It's not like when we played and Ryan Miller played 76 games, right? I think the most was probably around 65. I'll look it up right here. But is is Comrie a goaltender that you would feel comfortable with? No. Hasn't shown you enough this year to... And not just this year, right? I mean, there is... Uh, I think he's a nice... He's a nice goaltender. But... I mean, he's. I think it's not like teams are, were lining up, the, right, to go get him. Well, I, I think they're in a position to possibly make a, a big mistake going into next year, and that is if they think they're all set in net. That will be a problem for the team next year because there is no way Devin Levi should not, at some point, hit the minors at all. Why? I said stardom. The game has, I, I the game has start- changed. It's not what it used to be. The game has changed. What's the last time we ever saw a kid come out of college and never play in the minors? Has it ever happened? The kid can play. Tom- and what, what, what does it matter if, if he if he starts in Buffalo and then he struggles? Okay, then you send him down. Thomas, who who's the best <clears throat> who's the best goaltender in the league right now? You had one goaltender to take, one goaltender. Who would you take? Vasilevsky. Okay, so Vasilevsky played um, 25 games for the Syracuse Crunch in 2014-15. Then he was up in in the NHL um, the next year, 2016-17. He played he played 50 games. Corpusello, one of the best goaltenders in the game, played in the minors for 25 games. <clears throat> I, I, I agree with, I agree with Petey. Like I, I agree that, that this, this player, this young player. So, so 25 games. So he has to go down and play 25 games and then he's eligible in your opinion. Or, or do you feel that the games that he played at the end of the year is enough of a sample size or a introduction to getting to see what this, this young man's all about? A hundred percent. I mean, like I said, from his first game on, he looked like an NHL goalie. The way he was tracking pucks, the way he was locked in, he didn't seem overwhelmed. He looked more comfortable me in one game watching him against the Rangers than when Lukanen went on that hot streak in January and played well. He Lukanen is a good goalie, but he never looked comfortable back there. I don't know yeah. what the right wording is. I'm not a goalie, but he just... I feel like the defense core was way more. I mean, they played better defense in front of them when Levi played. Yeah. yeah. Because they felt more secure. And, you know, I mean, as a defenseman, you know this how it goes. When you have a stud goalie back there you trust, 
you play a little give me, better. Give me a second goaltender. Give me your backup to Vasilevsky. We're making the world greatest team ever. Who are your two goaltenders? You have Vasilevsky and who? Like behind him? Behind Vasilevsky, who's your second best goaltender? It's either Shosturkin or Sorokin, one of those two Russians. They're all Russians, I guess. <laughs> Top three. I was, I was, I was actually going to say uh, Connor Hellebuck, but I, yeah, you know, I'm he, not going yes, to argue with uh, the two no. guys that you just named right now. Um, Sorokin, uh, Sisterkin. Yeah, would you say that he was a little bit up and down um, from the start of the year? Yes. Oh, yeah. He's been up and bit. down, but as 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 a sheer talent, yes. I think Helbeck is is a good one. I, I I didn't think of him top of my head. I think he's the only reason the Jets are in the playoffs. Anyway, all I'm saying is when you go back to Devin Levi, I mean, there's not too many goaltenders that have basically just jumped from from college hockey into the NHL. Mm-hmm. No, and and I do agree. I mean, but I, I do think the game has changed. I mean, how many defensemen, right? Goalies and D-men is the hardest position to play to come into the league. Would you not agree? Yes. And I, I watched that Minnesota game last night, and that Brock Favor plays, who just played college hockey two weeks ago, and he looked like an NHL defenseman. So let me ask you this. Would you be in favor... Because you have the Vancouver Canucks. I'm just going to go with the Vancouver Canucks, just mm-hmm. hypothetically. Vancouver Canucks want to to make a transition. They want to go in a different direction. Okay. Thatcher Demko, they move him to the Buffalo Sabres with um, some, some, you know, exchange going the other way. Thatcher Demko has three more years at $5 million. Is that the type of goaltender that you're looking at for for this transition yeah i mean to me demko is when when he's healthy when he's on i think he's a top eight goal in the league so now you're talking about a true number one who can and is capable of playing 60 65 games like the top goalies are would i like him yeah but then if you have a guy like that then I believe then you might as well put Levi in the minus to get him, put him in Rochester to have him play 50 games. That's what I'm saying. But if you, as an, if Kevin Adams and his staff think Levi is good enough to play in the NHL, well, then I got to bring in a, a guy like Corpusalo or somebody like that who has played the game, but doesn't need to play 60, 65 games. Well, word on the street is UPL was pissed off. He wasn't getting games down the stretch. He came in here last this year, and he had an opportunity to steal the net. No one took the net, right? Thomas, right. when we were talking about Levi coming in, and we were against him playing right away, you're like, give him the games. Like, no one else is taking the net. Like, right. Comrie hasn't taken it. And you got UPL, like, all pissed off at the end of the season. Supposedly, allegedly, allegedly. I hadn't heard. He's like the one interview I didn't. I didn't listen to like he wasn't can good I, enough. Can I ask you just a question though? Sure. Kevin Adams at the start of last year when he went to restricted free agency, what did he do? Did he sign guys? Did he do did he did he do what Ottawa did and the Detroit Red Wings did? They went and signed veteran hockey players, okay? Kevin Adams went in a different route. What did Kevin do? 
Uh, nothing. You mean restricted free agents or just free agency to begin with? Re- he, got, restricted, he, got unres- he went and got Comrie, who was basically a backup, who has never been a number one. He was just kind of like, let's hope and pray that he can, you know, take. Uh, and take that a, was a that was leap, to right? give that was to give probably Anderson a little relief when he couldn't go, and to give UPL a backup and and maybe a safety valve for them in net. That's right. So Ukapekalukanen comes in at a certain point at the start of the season after Comrie gets hurt, starts to play very, very good, and gets to a point where they can't send him down because he played so well. Kevin Adams decided not to go out and get any forwards any veteran forwards, he decided not to go out and get any veteran defense because he wanted his four defense that were under the age of 22 to play. And he wanted, didn't want to take ice time away from Quinn, Paterka, Cousins, all of the young guys on the forward line. Well, it's time for him to GM now. But, but they decided to run three goaltenders and four at the end of the year. I just, I'm like, he should be upset. He should be upset. He's playing on a team that scored an insane amount of goals, but gave up a lot of goals. And were they, were they his fault? Yeah. Some goals were his fault, but he's also, it's, he's also played in the league for the very first time. This is his first year in the league at age 24. Okay. I, think I know he, what Petey's he, doing. I heard him yesterday. He's bringing all three guys to camp. What are you doing, Ribs? What do you mean all three guys to camp? Well, that's starting what Petey said. All three. Devin Levi is my... No, no, no. no not to camp. Not to camp. Petey talked about having three guys on the right, roster. Right, camp and then, and then into the season. Yes. Not a chance. Right. Not a chance. Uh, listen, I mean, I, I would move a goaltender. I would move a goaltender if Uka Pekalukinen could be in a in a trade. Let's just say hypothetically Vancouver, because I I don't want to go all the way around the league and, <laughs> and look at all the goaltenders. Let's just say that we could get Thatcher Demko, who makes five million dollars, which is fucking peanuts. Okay, who's who's a clear cut number one for three years. I would I would move an Ukapekalukanen to Vancouver as part of that deal where Ukapekalukanen is going to get a bigger chance to take over a net. Hey, and Van, I would have the team? Levi behind Demko. Now Demko doesn't need to play sixty five games, but he'll play fifty five games. Van, you were on the team when we had three goalies. Oh yeah, what did you make of that? Well, I think. For us in the room, right, what I remember is that we all knew Milsey was the number one. I think Marty was the number two, who probably could have been a starter or should have been a starter for half the teams. And then you had Mika, who was just very talented, but knew he was the number three guy and from day one didn't give a shit. You know how many times he put his gear on, practice started, he sat on the bench, 
practice ended and he walked right into the dressing room and went home. He didn't even go on the ice. <laughs> do you remember? Do you, uh, do you remember uh, the day that he got off the ice early after practice and Briere wanted to shoot and Danny fucking threw his stick like in over the glass and it got stuck in the net behind and he went down the tunnel. Like I was doing a shooting drill with Danny on Mika and Mika's just like, ah, fuck it. I'm done. And he skates off and goes right down the tunnel. And Danny's just standing there like, what the, what the fuck just happened? And then yeah, it goes I mean, that down. was the rare time he actually was on the ice, right? Half the times he didn't even go on the ice. Yeah. He just sat on the bench. He was and on, like, he I'm was on the ice for extra work after Dan. Danny, How old was he at the time? I don't know. Fuck. I don't young, 25, 24, 26, 26. But you know what? 25. I didn't blame I, I love Mika. I, same, I didn't same. blame I'm, him one I didn't blame him one bit. He asked from day one in the summer, trade me. Get me out of here because I know I don't have a chance to play here. So they should have traded him way earlier. way sooner than hold on to him until almost the deadline, right? Until why they keep they him. him like, what Vancouver. was the reason for them keeping him? In case Millsy had to go back to the minors. No, no, I don't think so. I think, no? you know, Darcy, he probably wanted way more for Mika than the market probably was available. Now, looking well, back I, I, and knowing more about, you know, the business side of the game. Well, that's the thing. You you say that, but I remember Max Finneganoff asked for a trade, wanted to be traded, and they wouldn't trade him because right. he was begging. They, I was told that. They didn't want Max to go on fire on another team because they knew that he would, because that's how good Max was. But nah. Lindy, Lindy was like, screw it. If you don't want to play my style, you're just going to, you're not going to play. And Max was checked out. He was pissed off. He would practice with our team, pack his bag, go leave the mentally. rink and go and go and skate at, uh, at the North town center for free skate. Yeah. He played men's league. Yeah. But they did it. They they didn't trade him. They didn't want to trade him because they didn't want him to have success. I don't think so. I I don't think they were afraid of Max going somewhere again. I think that was Darcy wanting a certain pick. And he just probably didn't get it. And he's like, I don't care. I'll I'll hold on to him until I get something that I want. And that's the same thing he did to Mika, too, which you know, sometimes you got to do right by the player too, and then be fair. And they should have moved them before camp. Darcy, it's the second time in a week his name's come up. I literally fucking get anxiety when I think about that man. <laughs> He's probably walking around with his AirPods and iPad somewhere right now, <laughs> listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably on the Zoom. I fucking guarantee he's tuned into an after the whistle episode. I can tell you that much right oh, now. Oh, for sure he has. Oh my god, that is. But no, I, I, did you see I, who reached out to us last week on social media? Brian Ruff, Lindy's kid. I saw that. That was great. Hey, like we were talking about Lindy. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, he said, "Oh, for sure on the Red Bulls, he's probably yeah. on number seven. He said, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that was great." <laughs> yeah, he messaged in, and and uh, yeah, that was like awesome. Because you were talking about how many Red Bulls Lindy had probably had going into the Sabres game. Oh, that's funny shit. Uh, but back <laughs> to Revs. I mean, I, I would love, like I said, I, Vancouver's not giving Demko away. With Taked, how they have played the last 20, 25 games, they want to see themselves back in the playoff picture. By, by trading Demko does the complete opposite for Vancouver. So he ain't going anywhere. The only guy that's probably available is Gibson from Anaheim. 
he, I believe he's got, he's got a few too many years. I think he's got four years left on a deal that's six and a half million. Yes, yes. which but I think is a little to much. Me, it's 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 well, it's not too much. He's a clear cut number one. But to me, bringing in a Dempo or Gibson doesn't doesn't do it for me because if you think Levi is going to be the guy in two three years, I think you got to bring in someone who plays forty five. 50 games and then let him play depending on how well he plays. Maybe he's the guy who plays 40, 45 games, yeah. but then you're yeah. not going to have a Demko or Gibson. No, it's like it's 40, Jake Allen, the guy, the guy, it's a Jake Allen, whoever it, the Jake it's, Allen exactly. is. It's a Corpus Salo. It's a Jake yeah. Allen. It's it's there. Hold on. Plenty Do you of not them. think that Uka Pakalukinen or, or Comrie can play 35 games next year and allow you know this this young guy to go doing and, it are we doing next season to allow levi to develop or are we doing it to make the playoffs what the fuck are i think we a bit of here? i think a bit of both i think well, a bit of both to, bring I think it to me to me lost on, the way that this team is playing a bit of both is not good enough to me next year is you better make the playoffs you better make the fucking playoffs next that's year. how I'm i look at it i'm extremely nervous for this team because is alex tuck gonna have a career here is tage thompson gonna get 94 points again or more is is Skinner. Rasmus is Rasmus Dahlin gonna be do what he did this year? Jeff Skinner. Like, I've said this to you guys multiple times. I think the way the Sabres it was the it was so fun to watch them play this year again. It was exciting brand of hockey. It was awesome. Yeah. But at the same time, I am still disappointed that they're not in the playoffs. Because when you have that many guys have, have career, career years. years, you should be in the playoffs. But so you not year, you better, again. I I go back and build. just say. Why did they not make the playoffs? You want the truth? It, was, you want the yeah. truth? Yeah. Honestly, Kevin Adams would not deviate from his plan. And that's why they didn't make the playoffs. And that's I fine. Don't, I don't begrudge him for that because I believe he has a vision. But at the same time, I would have liked to have seen them go and make some moves and ship out some players and bring guys in that suit a down-the-stretch style of game. And some veteran players. Who they are, I don't know. That's not yeah. my business. Get your scouting staff together and go and figure it out in a room together. But don't don't leave the youngest team in the fucking league hanging and dangling by a thread in, out, in, out, in, out. Do you think that Kevin Adams thinks that this is a win for this year? I think everybody thinks it's a win for this year. That's there's, why it's there's phases in which they are trying to do this. Phase one of, you know, restructuring and rebuilding the the culture. Okay. No one wanted to play in Buffalo. It's a fucking shithole. Terrible team. Fine. We get all that. Blah, 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 blah. blah. Now all of a sudden they have have guys that do not want to leave this team. They love this team. They love the environment. They've built the environment. Second thing is this team has been a bottom five teams for literally how many years? A decade? This team is crawling out of okay, so the bottom five. What's your point? The point is phase two is to play meaningful games in March and April. And they did it this year. They lost out by a point. But, the at the tri- team but by the, the league, trade deadline, did we not expect that? Like, I mean, what are we talking about here? Like they, at the trade deadline, we were saying they need to go and bolster their roster so they can actually maybe have a chance. They go and get two players at the deadline. That could have been the difference. 
And I've said this before. I'm with Petey because uh, I would identify back in December that this team, man, we're good. If we can upgrade this roster now, let's do it. But I'm not blaming Kevin because that was not his plan. And he didn't, he, he wanted to see these guys play the whole 80. And, you know, looking back, I don't have a problem with it. Maybe I think I, I still think without even getting players, they still were good enough to get in. I think it's, you know, it was a learning curve for a lot of those younger players, even, you know, the Tucks and, and the Thompsons and all those guys, the Aleens, but also for the coaching staff. Yeah. And I've heard you guys talk about this because I don't know. There's a lot of times late in the season where they're making mistakes where, yeah, you can, I don't know, being young, you can blame it on that. You can always say being young, but some of the structure was not very good. Yep. But, so, but will I say some of the structure that coaching was not is, very is, good came from youthful mistakes? Well, it's but the same youthful mistakes are being made in game 77 as they are in game four. And that's that's problematic for me. A so lot of these ne- youthful mistakes were coming from kids that were literally kids. Well, that's but that's fine. And but it, they, in one but, calendar year from now, I think they will live. They will learn, understand the league, not have the same. Hey, um, Craig, when anxieties. you go into game three and you start learning your multiplication tables at the start of the year. At the end of the year, are you expected to know them? You expect yep. to be better at them? Be a little yep. more, hey, what's six times six? 36, seven times yep. seven, 49, right? Like a little faster, a little easier, a little more repetitive, right? Yep. Like it's almost, I didn't see any of that from this team. Well, Rivs, I, I mean, I wasn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't a penalty kill guy. I heard you talk about penalty kill and, and carving them all the time, right? You don't yeah. think with this group that they have, they could have been better at the penalty kill? With a different structure, with a different setup, a different aggressiveness. Like, there's enough yeah. guys that can kill penalties on that roster. Yeah. Typically, I, you I don't would need, say they you don't probably need seven forwards, right? I, I my my thought is this: they tried a lot of people. Top units in the league don't try a lot of no. people. They have their structure down. They know exactly what they're doing, and they play it to a T. They had an ungodly amount of people kill penalties. Okay. I don't think that they were structurally sound. I think, I think structurally, okay, this team needs to be understand how to kill a penalty better. I was watching Boston last night and the way that they were killing penalties. Right. Absolutely insane. Now, Boston, when I played, was was the number one penalty kill team in the league. And still to this day. I would have to say, I don't know where they are right now in the league, but I would have to say they're in the top five. They have to be in the top five. Okay. All I'm saying is 28th or 29th in the league is not good enough. Their power play was really good this year. They Mm -hmm. scored goals, but that is not going to win you games. It's not going to win you championships. I'll tell you that. But typically, Defense. what do you what what do you need? Five forwards, right, on a good PK. Yeah, five five or six out of your twelve. Out of your twelve, Let five me tell or you six. Something they had, they had. Aposo played it. Tuck played it. Greenway yeah. played it. Uh, Gergensen played it. Jose played it. Thompson played it. Cousins played it. Krebs played it. Quinn played it. And I'm not a hundred. I don't think JJ Paterka was on the PK. But I mean, holy shit, 
They had a they had a ton of guys. That's that's my point. That Tuck is a good PK guy, right? He's a big. Can I mean? Okay. Okay. So Gergensen, okay. they, they should have been your I, top. I, unit. I don't look at uh, uh, Alex Tuck as like, uh, oh yeah, he's an absolute no brainer uh, uh, penalty killer. There's certain guys in this league that are no brainers. They're just 100 percent boom, 100 percent get it done. Yeah, now, to me, a Dylan Cousins would be one of those guys, but still very young, still learning. Still learning. That's the thing. They're still learning. This team is super young. Dylan Cousins, as a penalty killer right now, at the age of 21 when he started the season, to what he's going to be like when he's 25, is going to be a different penalty killer. He's going to learn more, understand the structure of each power play, because as much he's as he's played three full years, like what, 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 how much more can you learn? He's playing three full years, but he started when he was 19 or 20. I mean, there's a there's a different learning curve when you're a super young kid coming into the NHL, and then there's that that middle age from 23 to 27, and then I I still think that there's a lot of learning still that needs to happen, and they need to find like for an example when when the penalty kill went out, who were the guys that consistently every single time went out because they were they were the go tos they were. A hundred percent going to be on the penalty kill. Gergensen's. He was not on the penalty kill as a staple. That's a problem. That is a problem. Yeah. Thompson. Thompson didn't kill a ton of penalties. He did sometimes, but I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like in Boston, for an example, in Boston, when they have a penalty kill, you have Patrice Bergeron, Marshawn go out there for every single one. That's a no-brainer. Every single one, and they're the best. Mm-hmm. They're the best in the league. Buffalo doesn't have that. They got to find that. They've got to find their structure. They got to find ways to help. Because man, did they get a lot of goals scored against them on the PK? And if mm-hmm. they can, if they don't need, they don't need to be in the top five. Okay, I'm not saying you need to be in the top five to be successful, but you can't be in the bottom half of the league. You can't be in the bottom four or five in the league and think that you're going to win more hockey games. The Sabres won how many hockey games this year? 40? Just 40, a couple more 42 games. wins. 42 wins. Well, they you can chop they, up easily another three to four wins if you have a better penalty kill. Well, you only needed you only needed one. <laughs> okay. That's yeah. what I'm saying. This team was a horrendously bad team defensively. They had a shit bomb of goals scored against them. But if they can tighten that up, I mean, they're going to well, win is, way more I'm, games. Right. I mean, overall, like I said, I what an exciting year, fun year. Awesome year. But I'm still, as a fan, as a former player who wants to see him back in the playoffs, I still think it's a disappointing year when you have that many guys. But now it's up to management, right? Because the team is there. The core is there. How are you going to improve it? Because next year, to me, you've got to make the playoffs. Well, Otherwise, we'll they, next year, if you don't make, make the, the playoffs, playoffs, that will be a huge disappointment. Speaking of Buffalo, before we get out of here, all eyes on another superstar athlete here in Buffalo in the rumor mill, and that is Josh Allen is now single. Broke up with his girl, I guess. Hey, boys, you guys hear yeah. any of this? You guys hear any of these rumors about old Joshy boy? I I did not know, but oh, something tells me I'll be okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I think he'll be all right. I'm sure he's heartbroken. 
be interesting to see how how you say you say you like i don't think it's <laughs> i don't think it's easy for josh allen like everybody's gonna sit there and roll their eyes and laugh at this but i don't think it's easy for josh allen to find a, a good girl it'll be interesting to see how he de- how he performs with a little with some some heartache if there is any at all that's all i'm saying she, this is the rumor mill boys this is where we've this is what hey, we've come to i think it, i think I think that guy has elevated himself to a, a superstar. And I think he's hanging out in a bit of a different circle than, than Chippewa Street. So I think that the people he's hanging out with in, in his offseason probably have some money too. So he'll be. But, he'll you, be but okay. am, am I wrong when I say this? Like, I mean, this guy um, is at the, the, the king of the castle. And. It's not easy. I don't think it's easy. Like, listen, I mean, I'm not talking about the droves of women that are falling all over Josh Allen. Good looking guy. He's super, he's Superman athlete, biggest sport in the world. Like the guy's a legend, but I don't think it's easy. It's going to be easy for him to find, you know, listen, uh, is he going to go and date the supermodels and uh, the, the movie well, stars? Yeah. Yes. But, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the categories in. I think yeah, to find yeah. a regular girl with a regular job is going to be impossible, but and, to, find, to uh, find a good girl, a country singer or uh, a supermodel that has their own money. I think that's, that's what he's going to end up with. I think he should shock up with Giselle. <laughs> I think he should just chop Tom Brady's legs off, go and start hanging out with Giselle. Yeah. And live off live off Tom's money. Go Tampa. Yeah, that's it. That's how you're ending it. <laughs> how can you not? <laughs> you know what, man? I don't care what kind of grief I take for this. I want the Leafs to win. I want to see them get to the conference finals. But I will say this to end the show about Dreisaitl. He has a terrible skate shin pad combo. Terrible. It's too, this is shim, I can't believe you're just saying that. It's too, too, pads are too skinny, right? Too skinny at the ankles, oh no? I'm like this beast of a player. He's got like marathon guy ankles. Because his upper body, remember Code League? His upper body, his chest, his shoulders, how thick. And yep. like you're like, what the hell is wrong with him? Just That's Dreisaitl. I mean, I, I was with him at the World Cup. I think he was 18, 19 maybe. And, you know, I can speak German, so we were hanging out. And, like, the, anyways, the first time I saw him in the locker room, I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to just dominate this league. He was so big, like shoulders, chest. I'm like, he's 19. Just wait till he even fills out and gets stronger. He's going to dominate. I, it was crazy. I've never seen a kid. But Dad. did you say anything to him about his the ankles? <laughs> like it's hard. It's, it's hard for me. It's hard for me to sit here. But I I had a pretty fucking sick skate shin pad combo going. I think I, really I cannot believe that yeah. you mentioned that because I was watching him last night and I thought the exact same thing. <laughs> I'm like, it. how is this guy a superstar? And he's got the worst <laughs> look. That I've seen in a long time. He's well, I think this, it may. Uh, I don't think Andy's what helps got him like a, is fucking stick, right? His, his stick is eight inches longer than the normal stick. It's so <laughs> ridiculous how long it is. It should be illegal, okay? The length of his blade. But Petey, I cannot believe you just brought that up because I was thinking the 
exact same thing last night. Look at how skinny his legs are. It's yeah, I just think it's his with body those shin type, pads, right? man. It's like he's Super. not even wearing shin pads. It's I'm like not saying he has skinny legs. I don't know. I've never seen him naked. I just think that his skate shin pad combo is weak, and I would never buy his jersey because of it. I wouldn't. Like you, you think that's why? Hey, Craig, that's why know, his do you want to know why all these year? years? Rib, you want to know why? All if these someone years? gave me his jersey right now, signed, I'd say no. Thanks, I'm good. I'd say no thanks. He needs to change <laughs> shin pads. I'd, I'd rather have a Fogel. <laughs> I'd rather have Warren Fogel's jersey. He's got a better skate shin pad combo. But honestly, honest to God, that's the only reason why I exclude him when I talk about the Oilers. Like I can't take a guy with skate shin pad combo like that seriously. That's because he's European, PD. I can see where you're going with this. Dreisaitl would be Canadian. He would have his jersey on. No, no, well, no. If no, he was Canadian, he wouldn't be wearing those shin pads. Because <laughs> he would have been chirped so bad going through junior hockey and the whole shooting match. He wouldn't be wearing those shin pads right now. He didn't oh. play junior hockey. He played in the Western League. Did he? You know who else had a, a real yeah. tight skate shin pad combo? Mike Greer had a, had a tight one. Do you guys remember Greer's? Jesus. That's because his ass and legs were so big it made it. it, it I did he yeah, even that's have how a calf? See, PD had so much time when we played the game. He noticed that all that stuff. On I the analyzed all of it. Man. <laughs> I, I mean, I I looked at every single guy, how they dressed, what they did. Sometimes I try some shit and be like, that's just not for me. <laughs> Only he yeah. could pull that off. But no, there. That's just one area where you got to. That's got to be right. And it, it reminds me. So here's a question. So when I was 14, that's when I moved from Austria to Canada. And I stayed with uh, an awesome billet family, the Douglas family in Lacombe, Alberta. The billet dad was Dave. Dave drops me off to my first, you know, pre-tryout practice. I can't remember exactly what it was. And I put my gear on. I remember he stayed and watched. And after practice... The one thing he told me, you guys are talking about style. He's like, we got to get a new helmet for you, kid. Oh, my God. I was just going to say, do you have a Jofa? <laughs> yeah. Do you have a Jofa helmet? I'm like, no way your parents would send you over here with a Jofa helmet. Well, that's what everyone has, right? They had a blue Jofa helmet. Uh, or a, I think it was a blue one or black. I can't remember. It was one of those, you know, European Jofa helmets. And was it the I trash can? The, was it the Peter Klima? Yeah, the the round one. Yeah, I mean that's oh, how the Jofas no are. No right? way! And he goes, "Can't believe they like, let that thing through the airport, kid. We're gonna get you a new helmet, otherwise." I'm like, "Sure." Well, yeah, you go, I don't know what why. did you go to? Did you get chirped? Did you get a CCM or did you go with the Cooper Cooper Knucklebuster? No, I went with the CCM. Yeah, picked out a nice nice you CCM remember helmet chirped to fit on the in. ice when you were 14. Guaranteed I don't know. I didn't know any English. I'm old. sure they were chirping me around or whatever. And but yeah, I was just thankful now looking back that uh, Big Dave, uh, you know, helped me out there. Saved your life. Saved me. Yeah. Fuck! I had one of those helmets. You know what? I helmet I never <laughs> had. I never had the fucking space helmet with the clips on the side. You remember the Cooper thing? The uh, RX uh, RX seven or. Um... <laughs> it was uh, by far the worst helmet in the history greatest, of hockey. Greatest helmet, greatest helmet in the history of hockey. Those little black flaps on the side, and you just <laughs> yeah. But that it, the, the helmet, helmet probably cost forty bucks. Now a good helmet is like four hundred dollars. It's absolutely insane. And they expire. 
Yeah. And the helmets expire, which is yeah, right. absolutely crazy. Because how long do you have a helmet for? Like, how long is the, you know, when you were playing in the NHL, did you change your helmet every year or did you? I used the same CCM helmet from 2000. And my brother took it from Chicago's training camp in 96. From 2000 to 2000. Nine when I went to New Jersey and they mandated the new helmet change because helmets prevent concussions. See, I I had the same helmet because I hated breaking in the new helmets. Nowadays, I can you can get a new helmet every week and it's you know the foam is so much nicer. I mean, when we played, the foam on the inside was freaking hard. Like it took me forever to break it in, really to mold it to your you know you take it off and your whole forehead's red. And so no, I use the same helmet until I got traded, and then you got to change colors. I'm like, damn it! I'm like, give me a used one. Yeah. So, I mean, because I'm still wearing a helmet that when I when I wore it in um, Montreal, a white one. I'm wearing it right now, and I'm yeah. thinking every now, like when I played, I never thought about you know, dirty and it being used and all that kind of stuff. And now it's like that I'm older and I don't play. I'm looking at the helmet. I'm like, this is freaking disgusting. This is gross. I don't even want to put this on my head right now. I'm the same. I got that a being white said, one from Buffalo. I'm not paying 400 bucks for a helmet. <laughs> so I'm going to put the dirty one on. Yeah, I do the same. Uh, if I if I could watch any Game 7 series in the history of hockey, it would be the FDNY versus the NYPD. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> you fucking, I mean, when, when Riv said men's league hockey and all this stuff, I'm just kind of like, you know what the greatest hockey game going these days is the FDNY versus the yeah. NYPD, man. I had you to that find in. that just absolutely ridiculous. Like everybody's watching the same video clips, right? Off the face-off, guys are fighting. Like, <laughs> I mean... Why? Like, why? Big crowd. That was their moment. That's their one day a year. Is that really their their moment? Is that really the moment to see who's some guys could throw some fucking haymakers, man? (laughs) Really? Some good good punches thrown that game. God, guys were getting buckled left, right, and center. But here's, I mean, I don't know. Do Do you guys ever play men's league in Buffalo? I haven't put my skate on since I retired and will never play again. Yeah. yeah I, I'm, I, I'm the I, same. I, I packed that away when I almost two handed a guy across the head. Yeah. So th- here in Mini, there's a ton of, you know, ex players, college players, guys who played in Europe, NHL guys, and they have skates. I don't know what night. And, you know, my first year when I was done or second year, you know, I would get these emails and text chains like, oh, when you're coming out, I'm like, never. Why would I want to go skate at 10 o'clock at night, put my freaking gear on? I'm like, I don't miss that at all. I'm, I'm like, I'll put my o'clock. skates on to go coach and that's it. I'm not down for an optional West Coast puck drop. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I'm like, no. I'm like, you guys are nuts. And then, you know, then you get the typical guy out who got... You know, I mean, you guys know the story. He got fucked. Otherwise, he would have played a thousand games. But oh, he had yeah. a knee injury in juniors. Oh, the, and, there are so many Uncle Ricos out there, man. And running around. I'm like, no way. Never. Never, ever. I mean, I think I put my whole gear on or half. I didn't have shoulder pads I choose, on I choose not for charity games. Yes. I choose That's not it. to play men's league hockey 
for the simple fact that I am going to protect my family and my, my, my livelihood and what I've done for my family. No lawsuits. Is that what you're saying? No lawsuits. Cause I will <laughs> fucking kill somebody in those games and not think twice about it. And I'll have way more anger in those games than what I did even in the NHL, because I'm going to get some piece of shit that is going to try and push my buttons, which my buttons, uh, you know, are, can, you know, go off pretty quick. I'm not going to put myself need to be tapped. Exactly. I'm not going to put myself in that situation. So I choose to hang up my skates for the rest of my life. (laughs) Yeah. I I just, I enjoy men's league golf a lot more. There you go. There you go. There you go. That's a wrap on another episode of after the whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter after the whistle and at Craig Reve 52 at the instigator 76. And you can find us as you already know on Apple, Spotify and YouTube and anywhere else where you can get your podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.